Hello and welcome to We Will Talk About It, the Supernatural Rewatch podcast where we watch one episode every week, spoiler free. I'm Megan. I'm Kat. And this week we are watching season one, episode 14, Nightmare. Mm. So this is another Sarah Gamble and Rael Tucker Ah, episode. So they wrote this one. Yeah. So uh, for you guys this the week we're recording this, Faith comes out, which is another of their episodes. So yeah, they're. Getting... I'm liking that I'm starting to see patterns of the kind of episodes yeah. and the that arcs. writers and the arcs that we're taking. Mm-hmm. Mm. That the kind of the kind of episodes that different writers yeah. write. Um, this is a good episode. I completely, I completely forgot about this episode mm-hmm. existing. I mean, I'm going to say this about nearly every episode. Yeah, I was going to say. say like most of the season, like I don't remember this happening. What? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, we should add that to the drinking game. Every time you say, I've forgotten a plot point, yep. I'd forgotten this episode existed, I forgot this happened. Oh, man, people's kidneys. I, I don't know how much, <laughs> how many kidneys can I afford, Megan? Well, Not many. I mean, alcohol affects the liver more than the kidneys. But uh, true, sure, sure true. <laughs> I mean, vital organ, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't have, I don't have vital organ replacement money, okay? Well, I mean, I feel like this is a participate at your own risk kind of oh, situation. Oh, yeah, this is 18s only or wherever, mm-hmm. whatever country legal limit, yes. you know, whatever, wherever you're listening, because in Australia it's 18, mm-hmm. Amer- America's 21. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. All right. But yeah, well, look, I did forget about this episode, mm-hmm. but it's a good episode. It is a good episode. Uh, directed by Phil Segresia. And yeah, I don't have any preamble. No, I don't have any preamble. Week. Oh, I do have some, we'll talk, we will talk about it. Mm-hmm. I feel it's not CGI Swarm is back, uh-huh. but there is some CGI... Hopefully, it has not aged well. We'll we will talk about okay. it. Okay, we will talk about it. But I'm just pre-warning that if cat gets real loud, you know mm-hmm. why. It's about the uh, questionable CGI. So, okay, that, that's my preamble. All right. Well, <laughs> let's get into it. Let's get into it. So we open on a old car drives mm-hmm. into a garage. Um, music is playing. Uh, we see a man, he turns around, he sees his garage door closing and mm-hmm. he sort of looks confused like he didn't close the door. Didn't hear the beeper. And then his car door locks, the radio comes on because the car's turned back on. All the, like, all the doors lock, it's like mm-hmm. very much chunk, chunk, chunk. Yeah. And we can sort of straight away tell that there's something, you know, ooky, spooky, supernatural happening. Exactly what I wrote. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you read my notes. <laughs> and he starts to suffocate from the carbon monoxide mm. because it's an older car. And so he's trying to block up the vents with his jacket. He's yep. trying to smash the window. He's crying out for help. Yep. No one's hearing him. No one's hearing him. And he dies. Yeah. Quick. I know mm. we're only like a minute into this, but straight up, would I be, I don't know if you've seen on the internet and I'm mm. sure people on the internet can tell me. Apparently if you take off like the passenger, like headrest, like mm-hmm. when you can pull it out of the socket, it's got two prongs. And the reason why they're so long is so they can actually smash the glass. Oh, that's clever. I did not know this. Apparently it's a safety feature. Like if you're ever trapped in a car and mm-hmm. you can't get the windows down for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you take the headrest off and bang. Ah. Oh. So, I mean, that's, I literally wrote, I'm like, um, I, my second note is I'd 100% take off the top of the seat and break a damn window. Yeah. Well, it's, we're, we're bringing you some helpful information. Should you ever get I mean, attacked Mythbus, by a paranormal I'm, force? Yeah. Via, via the, you know, death by carbon dioxide poisoning mm-hmm. or, um, I feel like Mythbusters did a thing on it. Okay. Don't quote me, but yeah, I remember. <laughs> I will quote you because that's the point of a podcast and yeah, then you actually, can do a clarification corner later. <laughs> dang it. Well, someone will, someone will pull me up, but yep. I'm pretty sure that's the reason why they, uh, they're so long. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I never thought about that. But we, as we get to the end of this sort of scene and mm. this man passing away, 
it sort of shifts and changes and we realise that it's Sam and he's having a nightmare of this man dying. Yeah. And he wakes up, he gets up, he's yelling for Dean, like we have to go. We have to go now. Um, because we can sort of tell and Sam can kind of tell that this is very similar to the visions that he's had previously in home. Yep. And so they he gets Dean up, he gets them on the road. He saw the license plate of the car and so he's calling pretending to be a police officer saying mm-hmm. that he's in pursuit of this car so he can find out who owns it. Yeah. And at first Dean's very like, look, this isn't going to check out, you know, it's fine, like don't worry. You just had one of those vivid dreams. Yeah, you know, this happens to everyone. But then the license does check out and it does belong to a real person mm-hmm. um, and that they that lives in Saginaw in Mich- Michigan. Yeah. And it belongs to a man called Jim Miller. Um, so Dean steps on the gas to try and make it because Sam feels like surely he's going to be able to get there in time. Yep. Just like with home, you know, mm. he's going to be able to save this man mm-hmm. before he dies. And he's convinced that something supernatural is happening because of what he saw yeah. and how he saw it and how vivid it was mm-hmm. and how strong it was so. mm-hmm. but they get there and it's too late uh yeah. jim has already died there's which i might point out mm-hmm. let's say it's like two three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot of neighbors just oh, yeah. all out just watching i mean sure mm. but also yeah, I don't know that I would necessarily be that much of a sticky beak. No, I would not be. Like if something like this happened to my, let's say, my neighbor across the road, mm-hmm. I'm not going to – I'm going to do the creepy thing and, you know, mm-hmm. maybe look through the window. Yeah. But I'm not going to be out there in my dressing gown and my rollers. No. Go, I mean, I would never wear rollers for one. <laughs> dressing gown, yes. Rollers, no. Um, in my messy, you know, falling apart bun going, yeah. oh, can you believe? Yeah. It's a Miller. Mm-hmm. Killed himself. Who would have thought? Yeah which is basically what happened. So they are talking to the neighbours, nosy neighbours, they're saying the Miller family saw them at church every Sunday. They seemed completely normal, you know. Yeah. You never know what happens behind. Nice house, you know. And they sort of say you you never know what happens behind closed doors. Correct. Um, But that the story was that he was, that he'd taken his own life. Yeah. Sam thinks that something supernatural. He doesn't understand why he's had this vision and why it's so important and why like he's very much beating himself up at the point because he mm-hmm. feels like if Dean maybe you know really pushed the impala mm-hmm. they could have saved him but yeah. as Dean was saying to Sam like you know I don't think there's something supernatural it's just your dreams and for whatever reason this is just the dreams playing on some kind mm-hmm. of emotional background like we it's nothing supernatural here i just think it's a one-off kind of occurrence and yeah sam is definitely not on that path no sam's definitely um very concerned and so the next day they rock up at the miller's house the gumption the goal the gumption and the, the goal. goal the gumption and the goal sam's like this is a low even for us yeah and then when you <laughs> see them at the front door mm-hmm. oh man what i like again I forgot about this plot point. Mm-hmm. Drink. Drink. Um, at this point, you should be drank. So they've dressed as priests. Yes. Hence why I, I couldn't say it. Like, you say it, Megan. I can't say it because yeah. I love that they're fathers. And it's like, you both look like you just stopped, like you, that you bawled over some priests to mm-hmm. still their, you know, attire mm-hmm. because you do not look like priests. Yeah. <laughs> so they first meet the brother of um, 
Mr. Miller who has died. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we meet Mrs. Miller. Uh, let's for those playing at home. <laughs> uh, it is the one, the only Aunt Zelda. Aunt Zelda from Sabrina the Teenage. I literally, Witch. oh my god! Again, I did not remember her being in this, and she mm-hmm. looks mighty fine. Yeah, so it's uh, Zelda Spellman played Aunt Zelda in the '90s Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. We should point out because it's now the new series yeah, on Netflix not, as well. Not the Chilling Adventures. This is the good one. This the one is with the, the talking. OG. The one with the talking um, Salem. Yes, the sassy, uh, sassy. Uh, I just forgot his name. I just said it. Salem. There we go. I was like, what? <laughs> Sassy Salem. There we go. You guys yes. have to cut that out because I'm like, what? I just said it. What? Yeah. yeah so not the scary one. Beth Broderick, uh, who played Zelda Spellman in the original series, the one with Melissa Joan Hart, the one that I definitely grew up with. Yep. Oh, and Harvey. Um, Wasn't he a spunk? He was He was absolutely an early crush of mine. Oh, same. And But I remember watching this when I was 17 and Sabrina had finished up maybe three or four years before. It finished in like 2001 or something mm. like that. But this was the first time that this had happened to me where someone from something that was so beloved, that oh. was so innocent, like the original Sabrina the Teenage Witch was mm. the most G-rated, oh, yeah. innocent oh, yeah. show. Like there was no real drama that ever happened in the no. show. There was no real plot. It was just, pre- you know, purely Sabrina trying to get her witch's license, mm-hmm. which I just love that. Like there is a... There is a whole like a whole other realm that mm-hmm. just deals with you can be a witch, but you can't practice wi- like being a witch because you need a license. It's like yeah. what? It's like again, it's the it's it's the you know the tongue in cheek of well, she's sixteen, she could yeah. get her license, but it's a witch's license. Yeah. Ooh. So very very innocent, and so oh, this was the innocent. first time that I had experienced uh, someone who had been in something that I had watched that was such an innocent show then mm-hmm. coming onto something that and playing like a serious role. And it was very like a, a bit of a like death of childhood moment yeah. for me. Definitely a hard turn. Because, and we'll talk about Beth's performance in this. She does an amazing, it, incredible job. She's obviously an incredible actress to, mm. you know, obviously do the comedy of Sabrina and then to come and do this. Oh, yeah. Um, And it is it is sort of for me the start. I don't know how much of this is like – We've sort of talked about we had the cigarette smoking man. We've had Amy Acker on the show already. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much of it is kind of stunt casting where they're casting someone knowing people are going to be like, <gasps> yeah. um, I know later on Supernatural gets quite good at stunt casting. Mm-hmm. They do they a sure lot do. of fun things. Um, but, yeah, this one definitely had a moment for me of like. For season one too, we've had a few. Yeah, we've had quite a few already. Like yeah. they, they I, I feel like they kind of know what they're doing. Which is so good. this one was a massive one for me. Uh, Sam and Dean speak to her about the loss of her husband. I just love that Sam is doing all the work and Dean's mm-hmm. just iron off the like cocktail weenies. Oh, I have a fun story about that. Yes. So Jensen told a story that, because obviously in TV shows and in movies, there's food that's meant to be eaten that's designed to be eaten because mm. the actor is expected to consume it during the scene. Yep. And there's food that's there that's not like bad but isn't designed to be consumed. Like it's yep. not, you know, it's real food but it's not, you, you shouldn't eat, eat it. it. Yeah, it may make you unwell. And he, he in this scene, thought it would be really funny because he's a priest and he's meant to be very, like, yeah formal, that it would be really funny for him to be, like, eating these cocktail weenies. Like, he thought that was a really Dean thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, which, it is. Which, which it, it is, is. But those cocktail weenies were not intended to be consumed. Like, that was that was his idea. And oh, he, no. so he was, like, scarfing them down and then afterwards went up to the pros person and was like, should I have eaten them? And they're like, oh. It would be fine, but no, we didn't actually make those for you to eat. Like they were meant Whoopsie. to be. Dis- method, acti- 
method acting at its finest. I don't think this would be counted as method acting. I mean, he would. Jensen, I, Jensen's my bro. He gets it. I don't think he'd consider it method acting. No, either. but I do. But he's very true because when he like Sam's obviously engaging mm-hmm. with Be- um with Beth about what's just happened and mm-hmm. trying to get some more information, and he's Dean just like being a little squirrel stuffing in these weenies, and I'm just like, Dean, please don't do that. Yeah, and no one but him for it. He has realized that this fed into for the rest of the series, and this is not really a spoiler, Dean and food being kind of this like joke thing. And he's like, it's Mm. kind of my fault because of that time that I asked that I ate cocktail weenies that I shouldn't have eaten. And he's like, and you know, eating food on camera is not the same as eating food in the real world because you do have to eat the same food over and over and over and over and over again as each time you you do a take. Yeah. Um, So it's not very fun. No. Compared to what it's like in the real world. One of my one of my notes is literally like Dean just being the most moxie priest ever by mm-hmm. eating some cocktail weenies. Yeah. And not paying attention. Like he's there, mm-hmm. but he's – I think because he has just disregarded the entire process of this is just Sam's – Sam just needs to get past this point. Mm-hmm. He's going through his thing. It'll come – nothing will come of it and then we can leave. Yeah. And so – Dean stays and speaks to Alice Miller, speaks to the mum, and then um, Sam goes and speaks to Max Miller, which is the son who is the person who actually found his father. Yeah. And Sam is talking to Max and sort of has this connection with him or feels this connection to him. Um, Max comes across as being someone who's maybe a little troubled. You know, you can't really tell, though, if it's because of what he's experienced, the fact that he found his father and that he killed himself or, you know, if there's something else going on. Yeah. Um, but you definitely get this sense that Max is not, not all 100%. Yeah. it's And, again, we as the audience chalk it up to him. Obviously, no one wants to find their dad that way. Yeah. Dean sneaks off upstairs to check to see if it's a poltergeist or if it's a ghost. They've had a bit of an upgrade of their equipment and I want to know if Dean yes. built this thing because it's an infrared thermal scanner and it's got lasers I and literally it's got like wrote, a camera built in. I literally wrote Dean's upgrade um, upgrade his uh, EMF reader. Mm-hmm. Like that was just because it came up and it's got like lasers beaming everywhere like a damn light show at a, at a rave. I was like, what the fuck is this? It's crazy and I love the idea that Dean built it because it really adds again to this idea that like Sam is book smart and, and Dean, Dean is like the street smart. Yeah. And he's he's obviously he knows some things, he knows some yeah. things. He's 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 he he's, he's 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 got moxie like he's yeah. not necessarily book smart but he is definitely wily and mo- he's got moxie yeah. and he's clever and he's got that those street, street smarts. Yeah, 100%. They drive off. Dean's like, I didn't find anything. There's no cold spots. There's nothing. The house is fine. Beth has confirmed the house is like perfect. Yeah. You know, there's no real signs of anything. They do some more research. You know, there's no bingo card again for problematic plot points. There's no Indian burial grounds. There's no, Mm. you know, there's no history of death in the house. Like it's a completely peaceful location. Yeah. And only that they've moved, they've only. When they say recent, they haven't been there their entire family mm-hmm. life, but they've been there for a significant amount of time that mm-hmm. nothing prior to this event had happened. Yeah. As they're having this discussion about, like, there's really nothing here. We don't know what's going on. Sam has another vision, but this time he's awake um, and it sort of comes on like a headache. More like a migraine, like mm-hmm. a hardcore migraine ripping out his face. And, mm-hmm. and so we see the brother, uh, 
Roger Miller. Mm-hmm. He is coming home to his apartment. He's getting a beer. He's walking around. And we yep. see he, the window just open. open. And so he sort of looks. He turns around and closes it. Mm-hmm. He goes to do something else. You get the sense that there's a presence yeah. in the house. You see some shadows. Almost some warmth from our angle. We mm-hmm. are the presence. Yes. Yeah, so it feels the point of view of yes, the, the point of view. Thank you. Is is really interesting with how they're filming it. Phil Segrisha, thank you for some very interesting. Yeah, because it feels like we choices. are we are the uh, the unseen, unknown mm-hmm. presence. Yep. The window opens again. He closes it and bolts it. It uh, unbolts and flings li- open. Flings open. Honestly, why are you not running out of the house at this mm. point? If I saw a window open of its own accord, <laughs> I'm leaving the house. Yeah, I'm exiting not gonna do any of those like i said and i'll say it again and i will continue to say it while we're on this podcast Mm -hmm. if this shit's happening to you in real life get the fuck out yeah just leave just grab your keys grab your wallet grab your belonging like grab like the belongings you can maybe your pets don't leave your pets there no fuck out like just Just leave fuck off just like 100 percent. put your house up for sale i know hand the keys back to the real estate and be like i'm never coming back here again I'm done because yeah. shit's going to go down. And what you definitely wouldn't do is stick your head under R- the clearly uh, like haunted window. Like a guillotine. Like a guillotine. Firstly, windows can't do this. Windows can't. I mean, as I'm staring at your window, I'm like, oh, I'm like, wait, no, your window definitely could not. You know no. what's going to happen? I'm going to get a good old fuck off bruise on my neck. Yeah, like my windows have, because it's a newer house, they've got a metal frame. Yes. And I've definitely slammed my finger in our door downstairs. Ouch. Um, which almost took my nail off, but it didn't take my finger off. Yeah, you didn't These die. wooden, this yeah. is a wooden window. Some force. How, how much force? I feel this is, again, the whole point of it is to be... Building up into a there's a, mm-hmm. a unnatural force. Yes, it's not just the wind. Also, Roger is just like so blasé about everything. Mm-hmm. He's just like it's just the wind. Yeah, clearly that's opening and unbolting my 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 window. And it's a sash window, so it like goes up. It doesn't go to the side or anything. Like, yeah, it's just if if I saw it, I'm like that's interesting. I'll close it. And if it opened up like a second like this for the second time, I'd be like. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, I'm changing my name, going overseas, changing yeah. my name, Anastasia Bevenhausen. I'm out. Pieces. Yeah. Like, absolutely no thanks. not. So he puts his head inside the window. Opening. Opening. <laughs> Jesus. And it decapitates him, with which I am not sure is physically possible. Look, I don't think it is, but I'm going to chalk it up, you know, coming in with some mm-hmm. science. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know, right? Um, also known as witchcraft. I feel like it's the unknown force. Like it's mm-hmm. the... Whatever, vengeful, angry. You feel like it's mm-hmm. angry. Like yep. when you're, especially this vision, you definitely get a sense that it's a targeted attack, not just a random killing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of force mm-hmm. and a lot of anger pushing down, turning this seemingly innocent window into a guillotine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure with enough. I mean, okay, no, I don't think with enough Look, force. No, but... no, no, no. Again, hence why I said unnatural. Like yeah. normal force, no. Yeah. Nay, nay. Real force, yeah. I mean, I'm oh, sorry, unnatural force. Yeah. Okay. Maybe? Question well, mark? Question mark, exactly. I'm not going to say tell us, I guys. will say, Sarah, if you're listening, and Rael, if you're listening, this is a really great kill. Yeah, oh, I yeah. I give you guys 10 out of 10 for the kills in this episode. Oh, yeah, they you are always want point. good kills in a horror oh, yeah. movie or a horror show, and you really nailed it with the kills. We're just, They're we're... just really, this one in particular is, I think, impossible. Yeah. But we I'm are still just... going to give you the points. Oh, yeah. Of Decapitation, window, blood everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
it's a it's it's a performance. Yeah, I'm here for a performance. I love it. I but love as you. science I love you both. and yeah, look, I'm again real world. No, unnatural mm-hmm. ghosty beings. Sure, sure. Um, so Sam comes out of the vision. They drive mm-hmm. over. They find where Roger lives. They drive over. Uh, they try to talk to him. He he's, he's a already meanie. he's already indicated that for him faith is not a part of his life. No, um, and so Can't he thinks off he one. basically. And so he's like, "What are you guys missionaries?" And he's he thinks that they're still just trying to bring him around to the idea of you know that there's oh. a purpose for everything, including mm. his brother's death. Um, and so he's not very interested in that conversation. The one time the priest thing didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, and so they're running up the fire escape to try and get to him in time. They mm. don't make it in time and he gets decapitated by the window, which again, Sarah, Rail, great kill, love the creativity. Science-wise, no. Science-wise, I don't think so. I do love this moment, another Moxie Dean moment. He immediately is wipe like, wipe your fingerprints. I'm like, yes, yes, thank you, Dean. He's like, wipe your prints because we've got to get out of here because there's a decapitated body and – we we don't want any of that business until we find out what's going on. Yeah. But I think at this point Dean has realized something is something happening. real is happening. Somehow Sam is connected to this family. Yep. And to what's happening. Um, but they just don't know what the cause of it is. Yeah. So they go back to speak to Max and it's kind of an uncomfortable conversation. Mm, very uncomfortable. Max is very recalcitrant about talking about his childhood in particular. He's not mm. very open. He's very cagey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Putting it in, in plain speak, he's very cagey. Mm-hmm. He's not very forthcoming with details mm-hmm. and he's very – it's uncomfortable. It's, it's great acting because mm-hmm. you feel uncomfortable. You're like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be in this. This is hard to watch. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of it. Yeah, exactly. But what we learn from this is that his uncle Roger used to live next door when they were kids yeah. and they all lived together and so they decide to go to the childhood home. Yeah. And this is when things – take an even darker turn. They sure do. And I can't believe I'm saying this for the second time in season one, but in the show notes for this episode, I will put the links that Casefile compiled for resources, for domestic and family abuse, yeah, um, and all of those sorts of things for a variety of different countries around the world. If the situation that Max found himself in, in his childhood uh, or the present day, was it all something that is your experience or has been your experience? So just because we're about to head into much darker territory yeah, look, very not, quickly. This is not just us, to, you know, trying to work out how a window can guillotine someone. This is no. really some real heavy, heavy shit. Yes, this is be- a pretty dark episode. Oh, so yeah, it they, is, really is. They speak to the old neighbour and he reveals that Max was beaten quite badly by his father and his uncle as a kid. Oh, yeah. His dad was a mean drunk. Yeah. And that the uncle was even worse. Yeah. Um, he said they broke his arm at least twice that he knows of. But worst of all was the stepmother. And so this is where we get the reveal that Alice, a.k.a. Zelda, <laughs> is... Yes. Oh, wait, I called her Beth. In your in your notes. Yeah. Whoops. Eh, it's okay. So Alice slash Zelda slash Beth... She was the worst of them all. Um, that she 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 just did nothing. She was just standing. She just stood around, checked out. And the neighbor called the police quite a few times, but unfortunately, nothing could be done mm. about the situation. Yeah, and then they um, moved away. And yeah, eventually they moved away, which is just a lot to take in. Like when I was mm-hmm. watching this episode, probably like the same with you, Megan. You're like, 
Well, obviously Max is definitely involved now and it explains how both, you know, his dad and his uncle died and why mm-hmm. it wasn't a kind death. Yeah. Um, in my mind, I'm like, kind of deserved because clearly, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, ugh. we'll talk a little bit more about deserved and, and yeah. how all of that is as we yeah. get into the, the remainder yeah, of the episode. It's not great. You kind of, you know, they also now realize like, shit, this is obviously now Max is involved somehow. Mm-hmm. How? Question mark. Yeah. So as they're, they're talking to the neighbour, Sam starts to have another vision and Dean kind of rushes him away. So we get uh, this in this vision. This is where we do get the reveal that Max is the one. He has he has, has powers. He mm-hmm. can he has telekinesis. That's the word. And so he can move things with his mind. Yep. And so he's talking to his stepmom. He's talking to Alice and saying that you never did anything. You never tried to stop them. You, and he makes a knife. And this, I think, is really good CGI. Oh, yeah, like, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, ma- they make, he, he makes the knife rise up from the counter because she's in the kitchen. She's making food. And it, like, zooms right in just to her eyeball. Oh, that freaked and, me out. And it's so, it's, it's so scary and it's so close to her eye. Like the tip and you of the can, knife. And you can see, like, a, the tears coming down her face. Like, mm-hmm. it's really, really, this CGI is incredibly well done. Like, it looks really scary. Oh, yeah. Um, and she, the knife sort of pulls out again and then stabs her in the, in the yeah. eye and yeah. kills her. And so this is the, the vision that Sam has. And so Sam is like, we have to go. We have to stop this. Like Sam throughout this episode feels like he can do something a bit. Like yeah. he's getting these visions for, for a reason. reason. Like yeah. so he can stop this from happening. But obviously when they burst in this time, they do actually stop it from happening. But I love how awkward this is oh, of, yeah. when, of because we don't quite get to the point of hit the knife off of the counter it's just max being very angry yeah we're talking to to alice Mm -hmm. and then they just bust in without their like priest clothes Mm -hmm. and alice is very like hello fathers and it's just it's very it's very awkward and it's very i think very real to what would actually happen if someone just burst into your house and you're like oh we did stop this thing but now what do we do yeah and before they've um come into the house sam and dean have had a conversation dean still dean sees things very black and white Mm -hmm. that max is the bad guy he has killed people regardless of what happened to his in his childhood yep. and so we have to stop him yep and for dean that means kill him and yep. sam's like no we're not killers so, that's not what we do we're hunters not killers and so sam disagrees but dean still says well i'm still taking a gun into yep. the house always bring a gun to a knife fight yes I mean, sure. I, that's not the saying, but isn't it? No, it says what's what's the saying? Oh, never, never bring a knife to a gunfight. Oh, so I did the other way around. Yeah, I mean, relevant. So they, Sam convinces Max that they just need to talk and just come outside, like yep, chill out, chill out. But as they're leaving, Max sees that Dean has a gun. Yeah, and he realizes there's no way they're priests. He slams the door. He makes the door slam. He makes all the windows slam, and he's like, "No one's leaving." Like this isn't, this isn't, nobody's going anywhere. Sam eventually convinces Mm. Max to let Dean and Alice go upstairs because he's thrown Alice across the room and Mm. she slammed into a kitchen bench and so she's wounded. And so Max, Sam's like, just let me talk to you. I like, I think I'm here to help you. I'm having visions Mm. about you. As he's spinning the knife on the Mm -hmm. coffee table, like a lamp, lamp stand, whatever. Mm -hmm. 
And so Max is talking about getting his powers, um, that he got them about six months ago. He also tells Sam that the beatings didn't stop. You know, Sam is like, I'm really sorry for what happened to you when you were a child. And he's like, what do you mean when I was a child? child. Try last week. And he lifts his shirt up. And, you know, he's got bruises all over. He's like, they just stopped hitting me where you could see. Yeah. Um, Which is. Devastating. Just devastating. And it is interesting. I think they cast Max really well because they cast an actor who's a bit more slight in frame and figure. Like. He's, I mean, he could just be a normal-sized man. Yeah. But next to Jared and Jensen, he just he looks, looks, he, yeah. he looks short. But, like, he it does seem smaller and he sort of acts smaller and so you can sort of understand sort of how and why this is a grown person who doesn't feel like he could fight back yeah. physically. Especially against when you see who he, the actors who played his father and uncle, mm-hmm. quite burly men. Yeah, definitely very kind of domineering, not domineering, but, like, dominating presences oh yeah they're they're quite they're much bigger yeah um but as they're talking and he's explaining how he got these powers and sam's sort of saying he's not sure how he's connected i I also like how sam's trying to i think is where we're going to go sam's like how did it all start like like asking the hard-hitting questions yeah and sam this is what what sam's really good at is you know that real empathy and compassion Mm. for others and that kind of gentle gentleness to his soul (laughs) unlike Dean, love mm. Dean, but he's coming in. You know, he's literally bring a gun to a knife. Yeah, exactly. And so he, Dean, has a really different perspective on things. And he's saying that his dad would get drunk, talk mm. about his mum and how he died. Like he would blame me for her death. Uh, yeah. You know, she died because. And Sam's like, why would he blame you? And just the framing and the music and everything in this scene and the is way like that, and the actor, building yeah. building the tension of it and it's so good um, so and the look he gives to Sam yeah it's just and Sam's like well why would you why would you think and I said well she died in my nursery and you can see Sam be Sam's sort of this dawning realization he's like she died in my nursery and she'd get drunk and do- say that she died in some crazy way like she died like flung to the ceiling she died pinned to the ceiling Ceiling. on fire when I was six months old and just Sam's face Jared Padalecki does a great job of this like like the realization of like holy shit that's the same way my mum died like this is not this is why I'm connected to you yeah so incredible scene on Mm. all parts literally everybody who got involved because it's such a good scene the reveal is so good of like oh Oh, there's not just one there's not just one and there's this is the connection. You yeah. Know, that's why Sam is seeing this. That's why he's seeing it from yep. Max's perspective. Just so. It's a great scene. So much. <laughs> but he's almost convinced Max that this is not the way. And this is sort of to the point you were saying of like, well, maybe they deserved to die. Yeah. But at what cost to Max? Exactly. And yeah. his like ability to move on or his you know at what cost to his mental health oh yeah and like that's that's why i'm like they deserved it but it, it's a two-sided coin mm-hmm. argument of someone who does something so despicable mm-hmm. should feel mm-hmm. pain but at what cost of the victim slash perpetrators like eh, yeah <laughs> yeah and and you know sam has trying to convince max that killing his stepmother won't end anything and won't stop anything. No, it, it won't, won't stop the pain. Heal, it won't heal him mm. in any way. 
And seems like it's working. It seems like it's working. And at the last minute, Max changes his mind and he forces Sam into a cupboard, closes the door and pushes a um, hutch duchess thing yeah like a case thing sort of thing across and you very notably you see in particular the door handle comes off yeah um so there's no way that sam can get out Mm -hmm. and so he goes upstairs and all of this happens very quickly um but he goes upstairs he flings dean Dean across the room he like a ragdoll yeah like a ragdoll he's obviously very powerful and sam even says that like your powers are much further on than mine my ability to have Mm. visions is all I have and he goes to and this is I assume the CGI you want to talk about yes which is the the gun moving on its own yeah look it was a bit (laughs) the gun looks like you know when people order a cake and they want to look like something Mm -hmm. and it looks like a cake but you're like yeah sure that's an xbox Mm -hmm. this yeah it looks very cakey yes it looks like it is a cake. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, I was laughing so much. Yeah. It's, In a scene that's not meant to be about mm-hmm. laughing, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. And again, I understand, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, when this film, when, when this film, when this show came out in 2006 for us in Australia, obviously 2005 for people in America, mm-hmm. TVs were smaller, TV, the definition wasn't as high, blah, 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 blah. But man, watching it on my Samsung TV, just like big old screen. I'm just like, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. And even Joel was like, oh, shit, that's really bad CGI. Like, mm-hmm. oh, damn. It definitely doesn't hold up. No. Look, storyline doesn't hold up either because obviously things. But the CGI just there. It's not that, mm-hmm. look, nothing will ever be as bad as that horrible CGI swarm. No. But this, the floating of the gun, mm-hmm. it felt very, like, almost comical because it was kind of like bopping up and down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, it's it's not great CGI, but he goes to kill Alice. Dean says, mm. you have to go through me first. Oh, and man. Max does, and he shoots Dean in the head. Oh, it was graphic. And then we get the reveal. And then we get another reveal. It's just reveal after reveal is, in, this, in this episode. You know, what I mean? you know what the reveal next is? Is like, Sam is really a broom. Like, it's very yeah. much like there's so many, like, it's like, is it a Russian nesting doll? Of yep. Pull- yep. Okay, cool. I got that right. Yeah, go yeah. me. Go <laughs> me. Yeah, so it is a bit of a Russian nesting doll of reveals. And so we get the reveal that this is a this is another vision that Sam is having. He's in the, the cupboard and he is so terrified of losing mm. Dean that he moves the cupboard with his mind. And I remember seeing this when I was 17 and being like, whoa, because – when I was 17, you, I had no idea where this show was going. I had no clue mm. what the plots were going to be. I had no clue what like, I also the, plan, the plan was about where any of this was going. Yeah. And so this was like, oh, my God, what's happening next? What's going to happen next? So, again, really good. Really good really good work, Sarah. Showing that, obviously, when Sam, similar to Max, has mm-hmm. a traumatic, pending something, mm-hmm. problem, issues, emotions, or such, C, column A, he can tap into a power mm-hmm. and use it to his, you know, his advantage, mm-hmm. be it for good or bad. Obviously, Sam's choosing good. Yeah. And so he gets out of the cupboard. He runs upstairs and he stops Max from killing Dean or killing Alice. Yeah. Um, and he oh. tries to convince Max that this isn't the way, mm. that this won't stop anything, that he can help. Like that's why he's here. That's yeah. why he's been t- – brought here is to help 
And Max seems to be coming to understand that, but he says, you're right, that's not, that, that's not the way. And so Max takes his own life and yeah, he kills turns, himself. Yeah, turns the gun on himself. Uh, which is... Heartbreaking, devastating. It's just, it's such a dark, this whole episode is pretty dark. Oh, yeah. Like, it really doesn't have much brevity in no, it. it's a rushing nesting doll in the dark. Yeah, of of with just so many reveals. Reveals with darkness. Mm-hmm. And Sam, we sort of cut to the police have come. Mm. Alice is spinning a yarn. Yep. Beth Broderick, this is such a, like, flawless performance of just a woman that's devastated and it's this really interesting thing of how bad do we feel for this person because she's like I've lost everything she's lost all her well she's lost her husband she's lost her Mm brother-in-law and her we presume she's saying son like she treated him Mm -hmm. like a son so and but you know how sorry do you feel for this person who allowed so much abuse, who stayed married to an abusive man, who yep. allowed an abusive uncle t- into her house. Like it's such an interesting, cause she's giving it such a, f- giving this such a good performance that you really feel for her, but how worthy is she of that? Yeah. As emotion. the audience, uh, now that we know what happened, mm-hmm. you kind of go, hang on. Yeah. The police let Sam and Dean go because mm-hmm. of the story that she's told that yep. Max came, he had a gun. She doesn't know where he got it from. And there was a fight for the gun, and that's how it ended up with Max yeah. ta- Max being dead. We now cut to Sam and Dean. They're packing up, getting ready to leave the motel that they've been staying in, and Sam reveals that he moved the cabinet. The cabinet. At first, Dean thinks that he just meant like he was strong strong man. <laughs> He's like, you, you've been you're, you've working more, out. You've got more upy body strength than I thought. Um, but he's like, no, I moved it with my mind. And Dean is clearly a bit concerned, but he sort of takes the lighthearted route. Yeah, versus like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, but Sam also says that he is glad to have had their dad. You and know? the upbringing that they did have. Mm-hmm. Because at one point Mac says, do you know what it's like to have your father look at you with such hate? And you can sort of see in that scene that Sam is like, oh, no, actually. And he's like, actually, no. And you can see that he's having a realisation that for everything him and John have been through and the disagreements that they have, there hasn't been blame for Mary's death. And I just think that's really interesting that Sam – and I think that a lot of people maybe can relate to that. It's like Mm. you have a rough childhood but – you know, compare you. You can still mm. see the the grace. You know, as Sam says, like a little more tequila, a little less, you know, archery practice, and this could have been our childhood. That yeah. grief and trauma can messes everyone up. Yep. And it there's no telling what the path is going to be and what can feel like a really messed up path, which is being the children of hunters, might actually have been what saved saved them yeah um, and 100%. saved their dad so and I think Sam obviously has a, a newfound appreciation for their mm-hmm. father for John and it's mm-hmm. good because you know for a lot of this season that we've seen Sam is really annoyed like he's really annoyed with his father mm-hmm. and I think this was a humbling moment yeah for him to realize like dad could have easily taken his frustrations his trauma his everything out mm-hmm. of me but he didn't 
Yeah, or at least in the way that Max experienced. Yeah. It. So I'm not I'm not letting John completely off the hook. Oh we'll, no, we'll, no, we no. will talk we'll, about we'll it. Talk but about like, it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But in but this moment, he's in this moment, yeah, he's realizing <laughs> that he could have had Max's life, and mm-hmm. he didn't really. No, and so I think that that's that's very interesting as well, and that's a perspective that I think people can relate to 100%. who've had tough childhoods to mm. sort of still feel like, you know, there but go mm. the, for the grace of God go I. Like yeah. I still had something that kept me on the on the straight on the right on the right path yeah ultimately um and the episode ends dean very very seriously um tells sam that he knows what we need to do i know where we need to go uh with your premonitions and sam's like where and he's like vegas Vegas. (laughs) so good (laughs) but i really like this brevity you can tell once again dean being the big brother he's Mm -hmm. trying not to let sam be scared he's trying not to he's trying to add that brevity and that humor because as he's going to turn out the lights of the motel at the end of the episode, you can see, see the his concern, worry on his face. So I really appreciate, again, Jensen, 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. Great kind of acting mm-hmm. and telling that story of mm-hmm. like he's clearly being putting on a face and being brave for Sam, but he is very worried about what's going on, which is fair enough. Yeah. You know, when your brother's like, oh, no, I moved something with my mind. You're like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going to go recall the... Call the call some professionals. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. who we are the professionals in this situation. Oh yeah, we really are. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. It is the end of the episode. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Mm. Um, as always, go follow us on Instagram. We will talk about a pod. Follow us on Twitter. We will talk pod. Mm-hmm. You can email us at we will talk about a pod at gmail dot com. All of our show notes, including some resources, if the domestic violence. Um, or family abuse, family abuse, or the suicide ideation in this episode uh, was something that you felt a kinship with or relation to. Those mm-hmm. show, those will be on our website at wewilltalkaboutit.com. Share with a friend if you think or that they would colleague. like, or a work colleague if you think they would like this podcast. Leave a five star rating, please, on iTunes. Please, please. It's how people can find us. Yes. Uh, But in the meantime, stay safe and go watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch, brackets, the 90s version. Mm -hmm. Bye, guys. Bye.